On today's show, we will have a recap of the Parkeology run that our podcast group recently did. That's coming up next on Traveling with a Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Traveling with a Mouse. This is episode number 218, and it is Monday, June the 10th, and I am John, and I am joined, as always, by Adam. What's up, everybody? And Jason. Hello, everyone. And as I mentioned in the the intro, that we are going to be talking about the recent archaeology run that Adam and Jason did, and let's just jump right into things. And start out with what was it that was went into the early planning stages of this one? What made you choose the day you did and what you prepared for as in comparison to the last time? So I think the first time we were a few months out whenever we started the plan and we had a lot of leeway and we did a lot of research. This time we went back and forth quite a bit. We saw that June 1st had some good, good uh, times. Um, but we weren't sure if that was going to work out because I know Adam had a lot going on. I had a lot going on. Yeah. And so we were like, can we can we make this work? And I would say we really finally decided that we were going to go probably about two weeks out. Yeah. We had a lot shorter time frame to plan this one. Yeah, it was really the hours of June 1st that was so tempting that I couldn't resist, even though things were very busy. Yeah, we kind of decided a couple of weeks out and booked a room and changed our strategy about 100 times before we actually went and did it. <laughs> so it's it's safe to say in Adam's case, you really should have been doing something else, but your devotion right. to completing a run. <laughs> or maybe maybe it's an addiction. We'll Potentially, see. yeah. I mean, when you see hours that are that good and you could make it work, it's really hard not to try to do it. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything when you said the could make it work, but you know that's this. It got to be pretty dramatic during this run, so yeah. Um, but I mean, our first time that we ran, we had 15 hours. It was also a Saturday. This time was 17, and basically we had an extra hour on each end. It started an hour earlier and ended an hour later, and so we thought, well, that that's going to be very advantageous. Yeah. And we had the possibility of something that I don't think has ever been done before in a completion, and that's the triple rope drop because the park hours, three of the parks opened an hour apart from each other, which made the triple rope drop possible. And some teams even did it. So Yeah, that's true. Some some did try it. It was a 7 a.m. open for Animal Kingdom, an 8 a.m. open for Magic Kingdom, and a 9 a.m. open for both Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Right. Okay, so now we've established that you chose the day, you know, the hours looked good. You're going to get two, essentially two extra hours over the last time. What's your next stage? What's, what's the next thing you're looking at? Well, I think our thoughts were, what are our fast passes going to be? Since we came two weeks before the challenge rather than two months before the challenge, our fast pass pickings were very slim when we decided to run. And so we were more or less banking on pretty much day before or two days before fast passes when they start sort of becoming available. And so we thought about all the different possibilities of the types of strategies we could run based on which fast passes we thought we might get. And I think everything we talked about centered around when were we going to do Tower of Terror? 
because yeah. it's running on only one side, half of it's under refurbishment. It's a hardest fast pass to get right now. And it's a standby line. Nobody wants to wait in because it's most of the time longer than the slinky dog line right now. Yeah. Okay. So you're thinking fast pass. Did you already have an idea of like, I know you've mulled over. Should we start here? Then go here. Should we actually do the triple rope drop? And ultimately based on what we saw, you decided not to do the triple rope drop. Right. So there were basically three strategies, right? Of course, we're starting at Animal Kingdom, 7 a.m., right? That's the first part to open. you got to get Flight of Passage. Like you said, there's options. We could triple rope drop, go to Magic Kingdom at 8, go to Hollywood Studios and get it at 9. And one of the reasons for that is you make sure you get Main Street vehicles. And everybody's always said you can't complete unless you rope drop Hollywood Studios. That's sort of the prevailing wisdom, if you will. The other path is to do what we did last time. We could have gone to Animal Kingdom, tried to grail it, that is, finish everything at Animal Kingdom before we leave, then go to Magic Kingdom and get a few things there, and then go to Hollywood Studios. The big difference from last time is Collie River Rapids was running this time. That didn't happen last time, so that didn't open until nine. Then the third option is, of course, what we ended up doing, which was do a little bit at Animal Kingdom, do some at Magic Kingdom, and then try to get Hollywood Studios sometime later in the day rather than rope dropping it. So those were like the three main options, but it all depended on could you get the fast passes to back up those strategies. Okay, so here we are. It's um, getting crunch time. You're about to do the challenge. Any last-minute changes in strategy or planning before you get to it? So a week beforehand, Adam and I, our families, uh, we were on a trip to the beach, and Adam and I talked about this extensively. Uh, I know Adam, you know, remember we went back and forth so many times. And I think at that point, our strategy was the triple rope drop. We were pretty dedicated to that because we did not have fast passes. Two days beforehand... I was refreshing around eight, nine o'clock at night. This was the Wednesday night that everybody was running right before us. So, you know, Kent was running and Kendall and Scott and all these people were running that night. Um, and it was a real exciting night. So I was just refreshing fast passes. And I think someone dropped their Hollywood studio fast passes because we got Tower of Terror at like 115. I forget, I forget the exact time, 115 or 120. We got a Slinky Dog Dash for 1215. And I got an okay rock and roller coaster, 9 a.m., but I really wanted it to be nice and stacked with the other three. So getting that Tower of Terror and that Slinky Dog Dash more or less said, okay, rather than Rope Drop Hollywood Studios, I think we can actually pull it off midday because we've got the most important fast passes. Okay. Just kind of getting into that day now. There are eight teams running. Every team decides to do the same thing for the first two rides. Uh, so everybody's on the same page there. I noticed whenever you tweet, you say you were waiting like two minutes to see if Dinosaur comes back up. If not, you were making a hop. So, Right. So going in, we were thinking, okay, we were so concerned about getting Main Street vehicles because that Wednesday before, Main Street vehicles supposedly stopped running around like 9.30, 9.45. And then nobody was allowed to ride during the trolley show, which happens, you know, around 11-ish. And there were no unicorns, meaning none came out that night. 
So we were so worried about getting back for Main Street vehicles. So our question was, do we just do Pandora and then hop back to Main Street or at, at Man- Magic Kingdom? Or do we do we do Pandora plus Dino Land and try to hop? And so at that point, Adam and I were riding Navi River Journey. And I think you can remember that conversation, Adam. What was yeah. we were, where we were talking about? Do we jump to Dino, Dino Land or not? Right. Because we were looking at the app and we saw that Dinosaur was not running. It was temporarily closed, meaning it's broken down, most likely. So we kept refreshing to see if it comes up, we're going to run over there. If it doesn't come up, we're just going to go. And then at some point, we're just like, you know what? Let's just go to Magic Kingdom and get Main Street vehicles done and get as much done as we can before the crowd gets heavy. So we're essentially double rope dropping, but not doing you know the triple rope drop or anything like that i think at one point we did discuss triple rope dropping still but then we decided against it yeah because we had those fast passes in our pocket that discussion i told you at the time too that that's where we started we were thinking differently than we did the first time when we made that decision because we were looking at it as a trade-off the reason we made that decision is if dinosaur is not back up why should we spend the time walking into dino land knowing we have to come back anyways, because that's minutes to go into Dino Land. And are we going to gain more minutes by getting the Magic Kingdom for rope drop than we're going to save later? And I thought, well, we're probably going to get similar wait times for those rides later or fast passes. And we have to walk back into Dino Land anyway. We're not carving out a portion of Animal Kingdom that we don't have to come back to. So why pay that price? Let's go get Main Street vehicles. That's why we made that And you were joined by what four other teams it looks like on the exact same main street vehicle or ride it was nathan who is right. a coaster story mm-hmm. nathan fire sheets and uh kendall and her friend Kristen were on there and then someone who had no idea what she was getting into and was just like how do i ride this yeah. thing and we're like get on yeah. <laughs> and it was funny because we got there before they let anybody in under the tunnels, you know, onto Main Street or into Town Square. And we were ahead of everybody else at that point because we got onto Navi River Journey three or four boats before anybody else. And we were like out of Animal Kingdom, I think, before anybody else. And we made it to Magic Kingdom. And we almost made it, you know, on that Main Street vehicle before anybody else got there. But they got there just in time. So it was great timing for them as well. Um, And also, the first Main Street vehicle we got to, they told us they weren't going to run until park open. And I think that was, what, about 7.45 or 7.50 by the time we got there. And so we saw the other Main Street vehicles were out. So we walked over to the other guy and we asked him, could we ride now? And he sort of looked at his watch and was like, "Eh, what do you think? We got time to go there and back before it opens. Before the castle show is what he was saying. Eh, why not? Is what he said. So we didn't really have to convince him too much. And uh, he let us on. But then as soon as we were about to take off, the others uh, came through the tunnel and ran over and jumped on. Gotcha. Now, I see there was another person who took the jump to Magic Kingdom around the same time, but they did not do Main Street vehicles, and that was Scott. Looks like he went to Big Thunder first, even though he he made the jump too. Yeah, I think Scott didn't get there with the rest of the crew. It's a big difference between riding Main Street vehicles during rope drop 
versus riding it pre-rope drop. Because the big advantage we got is we got to ride it and then we were still on the rope. Yeah. When the, Scott was there at rope drop with us, but he just didn't have time to fit Main Street vehicles in ahead of time. Right. Yeah, because I can see he's actually on Big Thunder Mountain at eight ten, so he didn't miss you guys by much. Right. And yeah, no, we were we were standing next to him at the rope whenever it dropped. Right. And that was our big discussion too: was what to rope drop, and we had it in our mind to cut out half of the park beforehand. So we chose the Frontierland Adventureland side. But to rope drop something, we decided, you know, Peter Pan ultimately was the one that we chose. But a lot of people also decided, you know, Astro Orbiter, which also was a good choice. But our strategy was to cut out the left side of the park, essentially. So, Okay. Now, I do see on this that the team that was running for the first time, the park harping WDW, they decided to stay and finish out Animal Kingdom. And they got on Dino uh, Dinosaur at 7.43, and I actually see someone getting on at 7.36. So that was, what, about 20 minutes after you guys? Well, no, it was not too long after you guys finished Navi River. Cause, yeah. Right. It came right back up, actually. We were on, yeah. When we were on the hop to Magic Kingdom, I saw it was back up. Yeah. But even looking back, I think it was a fortunate break because yeah. if you look at what we got done at Magic Kingdom without a fast pass, it was really, really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know when I was watching this, I started looking at it. And I was like, you know, or, you know, you guys haven't used a fast pass yet. Are you considering at least doing this without one? So it just worked out that way. I mean, you didn't, you, it, you waited later in the day than anybody before you used your first one. Right. Well, we were really holding on to that Tower of Terror because, I mean, so the reason you rope drop Hollywood Studios is you can get it done really rapidly. I mean, people have gotten it done in like an hour. I think. Nathan yeah. rope dropped it and he did the fastest and it was like an hour 35 hour 40 something like that but with our three fast passes later in the day you'll see we got it done in basically two hours so with the appropriate fast passes and the right timing we only paid like a 20 25 minute penalty by not rope dropping it and yeah. look at how many more rides we got done at Magic Kingdom I'd take that trade any day yeah true yeah I mean we gained a lot of time at Magic Kingdom by doing, I think we got 12 rides in before we left, but I think we did walk on on probably seven or eight of those. I, I would like Splash Mountain was right. a walk on. Big Thunder, we waited a little bit. So just, yeah. just to go through the sequence, Main Street Vehicles, yeah. Peter Pan, Big Thunder, then Splash Mountain, yeah. uh, Carpets of Aladdin, Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, Carousel of Progress, People Mover, Barnstormer, Riverboat, and Tom Sawyer Rafts. So that was from 747 to getting on the rafts at 1107. So we got yeah, 12 rides done there. Yeah. Okay. Now, so you say it cut, essentially cut out the left half of the park. Now, there's mm -hmm. two somewhat glaring ones that are in that same area that I would consider left half that you ended up doing late in the night. We'll get into that. One of those right. in particular uh, later on. Right. Yes. But now you had to bypass... I'm just mentioning this. You had to bypass to get to Big Thunder. So what was the thought there? Because it was shorter ride time, maybe? Or what was the thought there? Bypass what do you mean? Uh, you bypassed Haunted Mansion to oh, get okay. to Big Thunder. Oh, we absolutely wanted to get Frontierland out of the way. Right. And, the uh, back corner we, of the park, yeah. We felt that by rope dropping Peter Pan, that's such a long low time, such a long wait. By the time we get off of that, most people still want to have made it way, their way back to Big Thunder. 
And so we could go and just really take out frontier land. And so that's why we, we wanted to get there. We wanted to get like just post rope drop. Right. And it wasn't bad. I mean, we were not that far behind because I will say we did big thunder. And then when we, we went to splash and we got on splash on the same boat that Scott was getting off and he rope dropped the big thunder. Yeah. Right. So as he was getting on splash, we were getting on it. Right. The big yeah. thing there with Big Thunder, though, the reason we waited five or ten minutes was they were only running one side, like the what definitely wasn't full capacity. Because when we finished Big Thunder, you could see there was another train sitting there off to the side that hasn't been put into service yet. So, and they were only loading the right side, um, so that's why we waited a little longer there. But Splash Mountain was we walked straight onto the boat with Splash Mountain. So it was still very uh, light crowd there. And to, okay. and to answer your question, John, I hoped to get back to Haunted Mansion. That was one of the, yeah. the target points, but I think we were prioritizing. We know when we come back later in the night, if we right. could just have to pay the price to walk out to Frontierland or Adventureland, that would save a lot of time. Yeah. The two that you missed really that I consider left side were Small World because you're right there. It's a little further left than Peter Pan, just slightly. And... Um, Haunted Mansion right. were the only two on what I would consider that side that I see missed here. Now, you did work in People Mover and Barnstormer in the process. Do you want to get on that a little bit? Right. So, I mean, we went Frontierland to Adventureland, like we said. And then we knew that by nine, that the crowds were going to start building, right? And rather than hop, we were like, what can we fill this time with while we wait on the... Tom Sawyer Island rafts to come up. So like the riverboat comes up at nine 30, but the rafts don't come up till 11. So we had to be there no matter what till the first raft at 11. Right. So what can we fill that up with? Well, the crowds are getting bigger. We, we don't want to use a fast pass cause we're saving those for Hollywood studios. So the natural thing was to go pay the carousel of progress price in that it's a very long uh, ride time and never has a wait. So the idea here is, you're going to wait the same amount for Carousel of Progress no matter when you ride it. But you're not going to wait the same amount for any of those other rides later in the night. They're going to go down. That's why like Haunted Mansion and Small World, those, those ride times are going to go down from whatever they are at 9 a.m. And so we decided we'll go ahead and do Carousel of Progress. And then Adam had the idea, let's, let's squeeze in People Mover. Yeah. And it was a good choice because People Mover went down later in the night as well. Yes. Um, because we wanted to get some of the longer ride times out of the way too, because that just really hurts you at night that you're just trying to yeah. fit in all these long ride times. We wanted to get some of those really long ride times out of the way. Yeah. I was pushing hard for a people mover for one, because you could go straight from carousel of progress right on the people mover. And there was hardly any weight for people mover at that point, even though it was down and it actually broke down for like a couple of minutes while we were on it. And that's what caused us to miss the 10 o'clock boat. I think if it never broke down, we would have made it on the 10 o'clock river boat, if, if, which is what we were trying to do. But we missed it by a couple of minutes. Any thought, since this is also right there, was there any thought to go ahead and do in Buzz, or was Buzz already a little too long? I felt that Buzz at night, um, yeah. as you saw, it's easy to get a fast pass for. It is always so easy to get a fast pass for. And so there's no need to spend the time on buzz right then. Um, we could have possibly done buzz instead of barnstormer. So to talk through what Adam said, I wanted to get on the 10 AM boat because I was paranoid. 
now I would probably just go for the 1030 because missing the riverboat is a 30 minute penalty, right? If you miss the one you're trying to hit and you, then you have to wait another 30 minutes. So I was like, well, let's get the 10 AM one out of the way. And then we'll have a 30 minute gap till the first raft and we can fit something in. But we heard the riverboat take off at 10 as we were going across the park, we were basically in front of the castle and we're like, okay, what can we fit in before the 1030 riverboat that we feel confident in? And maybe that could have been buzz. Maybe we could have tried to fit small world in. That was our looking back. We were like, we should have done small world. We should have done small world. It's a questionable if we could have fit it in um, because you know, it is like a 12 to 14 minute ride plus wait time. So that's why we went to barnstormer there and then went to the riverboat. So it could have been buzz. It could have been barnstormer. We were just trying to fit something in, between people mover and the 1030 riverboat that we would feel confident we wouldn't miss the riverboat. Gotcha. I still feel badly about that choice. I think small world would have worked. Now, again, I don't remember what the wait time was for small world. I know it was less than 20 minutes, but if it was a 20 minute wait, then that's a waste because you're going to miss the 1030 boat at that point. But if it was a walk on or close to a walk on still, I think we could have fit it in. But we would have had to walk all the way over there to, yeah. to, to know for it, sure. Right. And so Barnstormer was listed as a 10-minute wait, so that's why we chose it. But it's it was every bit of that 10 minutes. And then walking off of Barnstormer took forever because it's one of the longest exits. And, and one thing about Barnstormer, it's a short ride. And it is, I know you, we had to go back to Dumbo, but it is on sort of an extreme end of the park. Yeah. So cutting out even a little walking time at the end of the night. Right. Yeah. It was a thought. It, it made sense. It's just, I wish there was something that was a little bit longer ride time, but maybe that was the only real option we have at that point without, you know, we right. were trying to do something without a fast pass. Cause we, as we said before, we had that tower of terror. We didn't want to let go of it. And we had to fit something in or else we're just sitting there waiting 20 extra minutes on, or really 30 more minutes on a boat. So we had to do something. We did have a five-minute lull after Barnstormer, but that allowed us to fit in a bathroom break and a water break. Yeah. So that helped yeah. a little bit. And, and we rode this. The 1030 boat was a popular archaeology boat. Um, yeah. Several, we had, I think, three teams on there total on that 1030 boat. Yeah. Yeah, and I noticed that Park Hopping has the exact same time posted as you do. Yeah, we were sitting next to them when they took the picture. Yep. The Preston group, they also were on it. Yep. So, yeah. so you got the rafts after that, about, um, yeah. I'm assuming, not long after you get off the riverboat. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we, they actually hadn't o- opened the rope by the time we got there, so we had to wait for them okay. to open the raft rope. Okay, and there was several teams on that too. Right. Yeah, we were all, and it's definitely important to make that first raft because if there are people coming back off the island, they don't want you to just hang around on the raft. I imagine the first three or four is fine, but you really want to be on that first one so you can come right back rather than having to wait on another raft to load or something like that. It's the quickest raft you're going to get all day. I mean, looking at, at Scott as well, Scott did Carousel of Progress at 1041, and he ended up getting the second raft because as we were getting off, he was getting on the right. second raft. And that cost him probably 10 minutes right there. Yeah. Not the first yeah. raft. Okay. So at this point, we're getting ready to make the next hop to Hollywood Studios. How are you feeling at this point? Good. Good. 
Very good, yeah. I think we thought good would have been eight rides done. We got 12. We were leaving on time. We had Main Street vehicles under our belt. Yep. We were going to arrive in plenty of time for our now modified rock and roller coaster fast pass. So our goal hopping into Hollywood Studios is we're going to hit the end of our first fast pass, which is rock and roller coaster, and then be there right at the beginning of our second fast pass, which was Slinky Dog, and then fit in a couple of standbys and then be there for our Tower Terror fast pass. So our timing on arriving at Hollywood Studios is going to be perfect. We're four extra rides more than I, you know, I was going to be happy if we were eight or nine. We're at twelve. So that gives us more leeway to have problems later in the day because at that point we have so much more done at Magic Kingdom than anyone else, which means that we can get there later than anyone else and still have a shot. I'm really excited to talk about Hollywood Studios because this is our best segment in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We did great at Hollywood Studios. So So we're at Hollywood Studios. What, what's what's next? So I guess to show you what we rode, we rode our, our first Fast Pass Rock and Roller Coaster, second Fast Pass Slinky Dog. Then uh, 1254, we rode Alien Swirling Saucers. At 115, we rode Toy Story Midway Mania. 152, Tower of Terror. And 201, Star Tours. So like I said, going in, we had three more or less back-to-back Fast Passes. There was a little gap from the end of Slinky Dog to Tower of Terror's beginning. And so the strategy going in was hit the end of our rock and roller coaster fast pass, immediately go to Slinky Dog. And during that gap between when we get off Slinky Dog and ride Tower of Terror, try to move Tower of Terror forward. But if we can't, stand by two rides. I wanted to have two rides done before we got on Tower of Terror and then try to get a fast pass for the last ride. So going in, I was like, we're going to stand by Aliens, Rolling Saucers and Star Tours and then try to get a fast pass for Midway Mania. And my hope was, could we do this park in two hours. If we could do it in under two hours, I was going to be happy. In our March run, we did it in just under three. Yeah. And you accomplished the under two, just barely. Under two from first ride to last ride. Technically, it's under two if you look at inner park to exit park, but yeah. Right. Well, Jason, talk about though the rock and roller coaster fast pass, because we had one that wasn't ideal, but you were able to move it to a much better time, but you really worked hard <laughs> to get that rock and roller coaster. Yes. I worked, I, so we had a rock and roller coaster for 9 a.m., and I needed it to end right before Slinky Dog. So we wanted like 10.55 to 11.55 or 11 yeah. to 12, 11.05 or 12.05 p.m. fast pass. And so it was at 9 a.m. our whole ride down, and literally the whole drive from Atlanta to Orlando, I refreshed that. Yeah. And I could not get it to move. Yeah. That night we went to Epcot. I could not get it to move. That morning, I got it to move. While we were still at Animal Kingdom, I got it to move. And then I got an even better time while we were at Magic Kingdom to where we were well within our Fast Pass window when we arrived. Yeah. That was dedication right there because for a long time, that one just wasn't changing at all. And we finally got it at the right time. And we walked straight to Rock and Roller Coaster and got on very quickly. Persistence paid off. Yeah. So I got to ask, when you arrived at Rock and Roller Coaster, did you take any notice whatsoever as to what the single rider time was at that point? The single rider was out that door, and it was not to the first bend, I would say, yeah. but it was it was longer than what we would have waited. What, yeah. did, it, did you catch what the time was listed? You didn't catch what it was listed? No. Okay. No, I don't know that they list that time right now on the sign. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see that being listed anywhere. I think it's just more eyeballing it. 
Okay. I would have guessed 25 to 30 minutes. Fast pass was pretty much right on. Yeah, fast pass was within I don't know five or six minutes. We were in the pre-show. We yeah we it was a really quick rock and roller coaster. It was actually perfect timing. I would yeah okay. I'm glad we did the fast pass over the stand over the uh, single rider. Yep. So now I see from here. I'm assuming your your next lineup is because that's when your next fast pass was. Yep. Right. So the idea behind doing Slinky Dog rather than waiting till later in the fast pass window is as soon as I tap in. If at all possible, I could potentially move Tower of Terror. I knew it was like basically one shot in a million that Tower of Terror was going to pop even earlier, but I can start modifying it and try to just because if I can get Tower of Terror earlier, the Holy Grail is in play, which just means get Fast Pass for everything at Hollywood Studios. Right. So that was a good call. Okay. And so from there, you're already in Toy Story Land. So you have two more rides in Toy Story Land there to work. Any particular reason for the the order in which you did these? Well, we knew Swirling Saucers was one. I wanted to stand by two rides before Tower Terror. And the plan was Saucers and Star Tours because I thought those would both have 20 to 30 minute waits. So we're on Slinky Dog. Adam, I asked Adam, hey, what's the, because he is on the correct side, what's the Saucers line look like? He's like, it looks about like what it was last time. We knew that's about a 25 to 30 minute wait. So we immediately go and wait in that line. At that point, Midway Mania is posted at like 70. So we know we're doing Star Tours next. As we get close to the end of the Saucers line and we're getting on, Adam's like, the Midway Mania line's dropped to like 35 or something like that. Right. Like it was showing dropping, dropping. We get off and we walk up and I said, it's, it was posted like 25, 30 or something like that when yeah. we walked up. And I'm like, let's just go in the room and see how far it goes. And we got all the way to the potato head room and we're like, okay, well, we're standing by this. And apparently it spiked back right after we got on to about 70 again. So we hit it in the perfect level. That's the biggest break we had all day was midway mania. Right. Giving us that standby weight because I knew I could get a star tours fast pass. I was not confident that midway mania was going to drop. Well, that might've been around the time when I was watching you guys and I happened to notice, I'm like, man, there's a huge difference between what touring plan says and what the official says for Toy Story Midway Mania. I think that was the one I remember seeing a couple of them like that throughout the day. I was like, that is a huge difference between what touring plan says and what Disney says and touring plans is usually right. So it dropped rapidly between the time we got in the saucers line and the time we got off of saucers because it was still around 70, 75 minutes or something like that. And then the posted wait time was just dropping and dropping. I think it on the app it said 45 minutes, and we walked over there, and I think it said 35 by the time we got to the entrance. And then, you know, we didn't just make it to the Potato Head room. We were deep in the Potato Head room. We were like two turns in front of actual Mr. Potato Head. So it, from there, you know, again, a lot of fast pass people will bypass you, but it's maybe 15 minutes from that point to get on. So, and we were on the third track, which the exit is a little bit closer to the actual exit when you're on that track. So we got a break there too, I guess, maybe save 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the, the, the timing for Toy Story Mania turned out to be one of your big breaks of the day it sounds like yeah. i would call it the biggest break actually sure. yeah <laughs> i think it was that and then, you know main street vehicles pre-drop but this was huge i mean because of this 
as soon as we got that, I was like, oh, we're going to be able to finish this in two hours. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that lines up your Tower of Terror fast pass as being next. Yep. Yep. Did you notice, even with the fast pass, was there any difference because of the, the ride vehicles being only not running at full capacity? We got in fast. I mean, when we got let past and we were going towards the, you know, the, the staging room and we got out of the staging room, we could only go to one side for the elevators. There weren't two choices of elevators. Yeah, it was walled off. So that probably caused the fast pass wait even to be slightly longer than normal, but not enough to kill anything, it sounds like. So. Yeah, it actually didn't feel much longer. It was surprising right. to me. I was expecting the fast pass line to be twice as long as it usually is, but they're just not giving out the fast passes right now. Right. They just aren't giving power tear yeah. fast passes. Right. They're limiting it even more than they normally would, obviously. So if you get one, it's still going to be about the same as if you had it on a normal day. So I imagine their ratio that they go by is probably still like about a 10 to 1. They probably allow, mm-hmm. for every one regular guest, they're allowing 10 fast pass still. Mm-hmm. They probably still apply it by. That's not like a, a written rule, but it's something along those lines. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so you end up, did you already have this Star Tours Fast Pass beforehand? No, we got in Tower of Terror. I couldn't get Star Tours. So I was like, well, the Fast Pass, the standby line is not too bad. Let me go ahead and just grab something for Epcot. So I actually pulled a Test Track Fast Pass. And then we get off Tower of Terror and we're walking to Star Tours. And I saw there's like a 15, 20 minute wait. Adam's like, that's not that bad. I'm like, this is the mistake we made last time. I'm pulling a Star Tours Fast Pass. We pull a Fast Pass and ride Star Tours right then. Yeah. Because I'm like... Well, you got to think, even though Star Tours itself doesn't have a particularly long ride time, if you factor everything in that you have to wait for, it probably gets close to 15 minutes. So if you're waiting on top of that, you're you're spending a lot of time. Yeah. It saved us only a few minutes, but I think at that point, every minute's crucial. I mean, why... I think I posted this, why wait in a standby line when you don't need to? And just trust that the fast passes are going to come. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, there you go. So you get out of Hollywood Studios right around the two-hour mark. We head to Epcot. And I think this first one, is that where the confusion set in at this point? Yes. So, like I said, we had pulled a Test Track Fast Pass. Then we pulled our Star Tours Fast Pass. And then we were trying to refresh Fast Passes. And I bounced around several Fast Passes, you know, accepting some, updating it. Every time I pull a fast pass, I do not post it, you know, screenshot and everything. Cause you pull some, you modify them, you pull it. And so in the app, the last fast pass I pulled said Soren and it had a specific time and it's the one that I posted on Twitter. And that's what it showed in my app. However, we go straight into Epcot. We get to Soren. I tap in and they say, you have a fast pass for test track. So it was one of the other fast passes we had pulled was showing up on their screen is the one we had. And I said, no, we have sword. I showed him the app. And the guy was like, no, you have test track. And so I was like, what? So now we, we didn't know what to do. This really threw us off our game. I tweeted at Parkeology, can we use this test track fast pass? Because it's not, the app says Soren. Our bands say test track. I even went to a kiosk. The kiosk said Soren. And so they said, yes. So we went to test track and I covertly and got yelled at, uh, video that we actually when we tapped into test track it was our names that popped up on the yeah. screen um yeah. and apparently doing that cleared up the band issue something about it got confused i think it's because and i, I don't have any basis for this because it's so rare and nobody said this has ever happened to them 
I think it's because I was bouncing fast passes between parks like crazy at that point because I had gotten an Epcot fast pass and I switched to Star Tours and I, then it, we went back to like I was probably their system's already bubblegum and duct tape. So I think I screwed something up by just bouncing all over the place on fast passes. You're even too fast for the fast pass system itself. Yeah. yeah. So that cost us a lot of time because I mean, my biggest concern was I think we should be able to use this test track fast pass, but I wanted confirmation. And I wanted to make sure nobody would accuse us of cheating, you know, because I wanted to, we didn't want to have any sense of impropriety. We wanted to do it above board, which meant it cost us some time. Two lessons that we learned from this really quick is one that got in our heads and that was a problem because for a couple of fast passes after that, Jason wanted to tap any nearby kiosk, not kiosk, but uh, any nearby ride just to make sure that the right ride was showing up for the cast members. So that costs some time because we obviously wanted to make sure we don't go all across the park to some other ride and they tell us, well, we don't have this one. You have a different one that would screw us for the whole day. So that kind of got in our heads for a couple, for an hour at least, I feel like. The other thing was, once we got into Test Track, because we weren't in our right minds, I would say, at that point, it wasn't until we realized, you know, after we got through the Fast Pass line where you have to create your vehicle or whatever, when we got out of that room, we saw that the single rider line was actually incredibly short. So even going through the Fast Pass line, we could have just hopped over and just gone into single rider and probably been much faster getting out of test track than using the fast pass anyway. So in hindsight, looking at that, I think double check the fast, uh, sorry, the single rider line, even if you have a fast, because yeah. it might be shorter. You know, uh, cause Adam and I discussed this not too long ago, cause test tracks, the only one we can think of that, if you choose single rider, you get to bypass something. Right. You know what I'm saying? You actually get to bypass the, the creation room. The only way yeah. I can think of in which you can do that, right. which could be advantageous. So, yeah, yeah it is. If the, if the single rider line is not that long. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, that, cause there's nothing worse than standing there in that car creation room. And so obviously when we go to the car, when we're in the car creation room, we didn't build a car. We went to the exit and stood there and waited for the doors to open. Right. right. Which, yeah. again, I just... You just save as much time as you possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, though, for Test Track, that's... Even if we have a fast pass, I'm going to go in and check out the single rider line because they start out the exact same place. The, the uh, fast pass and single rider basically go the same place until you get to the point where fast pass goes off to the right where you go to create the car single rider goes to the left where you just bypass it. And there was nobody there and it just didn't click in my head that we should check out the single rider line before going through the whole process. We were so our heads were, we were so sullen and just right. upset Cause I mean, I think I was thinking our fast passes are all screwed again and we're not going to be able to use them. And, and that's going to, because we had such a good run, but I mean, we got our heads back in the game later because like Adam said, like when we went to Mission Space, I had already pulled our Figment Fast Pass that we were going to use after that. And so when we go to Mission Space, I'm like, I'm going to tap this and it's not going to say Mission Space. Can you tell me which ride it says? They're like, Figment. I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> like, right. 
it, it helped get our heads correct that we knew that was working again and it was a fluke apparently that happened to us so okay anyway so as you just mentioned you did mission space next mm-hmm. i assume you just chose whichever side was the shortest wait at that point in time or we just we just choose green because green, yeah, green is a shorter shorter ride time anyways yeah, that's what I understand too. Not by a whole lot, but I guess any seconds can count it depending on the. They definitely yeah. can. Green is also um, a shorter walk out. That's true. Yeah. Despite everything that you guys still had the third best Epcot time out of the eight teams. Yeah, I mean, going in, I think ideal Epcot is like three hours under three. Yeah, the best time was two hours forty four minutes. And I wanted to be under three. Yeah. And we yeah. were not under three. We were over three. Yeah. So yeah. Epcot was a slog that day. It was just brutal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our routing wasn't great, especially because, I mean, had the Soarin' Fast Pass been our actual Fast Pass, the plan was going to be ride Soarin', get a Fast Pass for the land, knock out the seas, knock out Imagination, then go over, and whenever you get sore, you know, Frozen, go do Frozen. You know, we were going to sort of do it in segments, that whole mm-hmm. test track thing bounced us from one side to the other, and then we bounced back over, and then we bounced, you know, we bounced all over the park. I mean, looking at what we rode, we rode test track, followed by mission space, followed by figment with a fast pass, then Nemo, then Grand Fiesta Tour, then Frozen Ever After with a fast pass, then back for Living with the Land, then Soren, and then Spaceship Earth. I mean, we bounced, we did a lot of walking yeah. on the yeah. last weekend of the Flower and Garden Festival with tons of people there. No, it was in the hottest part of the day too. That was what I was thinking was Epcot, especially it's usually Epcot. That's at the middle of the day and there's very little shade at Epcot and it is brutal. It is the toughest part of the day. In my opinion is trying to get through Epcot because it's long ride times. Sometimes it's difficult to get fast passes. There's a lot of walking and it's usually the hottest part of the day. I will say we had a much better time at Epcot the night before. Adam and I went and enjoyed Flowering Garden, leisurely strolled through the park, rode about four or five rides. That was a lot more fun. I'm sure. Yes, because there were some drinks to be had and food, of course, too, in between. I'm sure. Okay, so, yeah, I was, I was just going to say, it looks like after the route you guys ended up taking at Epcot, you guys were literally oxygen-free. Uh, by the time this one was done. <laughs> yeah. But t- I mean, a lot of things yeah. got dictated by the fact that we were able to score a same day frozen just randomly. Yeah. So we rerouted based on that frozen. And yeah. a lot of it also got dictated by the fact that for whatever reason, by the time we got through living with the land, I sat there through the whole Soren standby line while we were on Soren, you know, the whole time we we're on Soren, I'm risking my phone that I'm going to drop it. I could not get spaceship earth for any reasonable time. And, that's like, yeah. I could not figure out why. Which might, yeah. small possibility, if you had, it might would have saved you the sub three hour. Yeah, I mean, the uh, standby line was long because it started raining right after we got out of Soren. And so everybody like ran to anything that was indoors. So the line built there and the, the yeah. fast pass line was short. I don't know why everybody wanted to ride Spaceship Earth and not give us our fast passes, but I didn't like it. <laughs> Okay, so you guys finally get out of Epcot. Still in pretty good shape, though, considering, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're in good shape. By the way, we haven't mentioned this. Um, one of the things that we did that made our, our park hops here much more enjoyable was springing for that preferred parking. Um, 
at Epcot, our first time, we parked in the back of the parking lot, and that added a lot to our fatigue. The preferred parking saved us a lot of walking. And since we're pass holders, I mean, it was $25, and you pay it once for the entire day. If you're hopping parks like we were, I mean, yeah. we got waters included. It was 100% worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because we were near the front of the parking lot. I think Epcot was easier to get out of than Hollywood Studios because it was a little harder to find where to park at Hollywood Studios. Now that I know where it is and how to get there, it's a little might be a little easier next time. But Animal Kingdom is super easy, and so is Epcot. Uh, you know, it, it made sense to do it because you get waters, for one, and you can park close by so you don't have to walk to and from like we did because <laughs> we would have been in the back of the parking lot had we not done it so oh yeah with all the changes that have gone on recently at hollywood studios i imagine the parking can get confusing and with the construction currently going on as we're recording this the construction at the entrance to epcot uh we parked on the side where they funneled everybody so you kind of have to go around part of the parking lot to get into epcot now on if you're facing the entrance it's to the left side now so regular parking is on the right so we would have had to funnel over to the left anyway preferred parking is on the left in the front so you know it was a much shorter walk because of that too so all right so moving along you have now hopped to animal kingdom to finish it off um i see there's your first two rides you don't use fast pass on you already had your remaining fast passes, I guess, set up. Yeah. So what we did is we had seen, as I was looking ahead, because, you know, I, I finally gave up on Spaceship Earth once we were in the standby line. I was like, okay, I'm going to start focusing on Animal Kingdom. I saw that Kali went down. Okay. And so I started pulling Animal Kingdom and I saw there was a Kali fast pass for like 15 minutes away. So I pulled that with the anticipation that it's going to convert. Okay. And so, right. because we were standing in line for Spaceship Earth, I was going to wait for that to convert to a multi-fast pass. So we had that for a while. Uh, turns out it didn't convert in the app, but uh, we were able to go up to the the person at the line and say, you know, we had this fast pass, it didn't convert, and they scanned our bands and they were to look, able to look back and see we did in fact have the fast pass and let us use it later. So holding that fast pass was good. And then once yeah. I realized that we were jumping, the plan was to go to Dinosaur. And so while I was in the Spaceship Earth line. And while we were hopping, I was pulling Primeval World because we saw that it had a spike in wait time from like 10 minutes when we got in line for Spaceship Earth to like 45 minutes. And we found out later from uh, Nathan that they had closed down one of the sides. So I was like, we need the Primeval World Fast Pass. Yeah, and that's another one that just observing, and I know Adam and I kind of talked about this prior to this as well. Primeval World seems to be one of those that you really need to get a Fast Pass for just to, to reduce your... I don't know the weight that you get whenever they load it and everything else. It just seems to be like a slog over there at Prime. Right. Yeah. So we had that primeval world and dinosaur was more or less a walk on ish type of weight. And so that's why we were like, let's go ahead and get that done. We can spin done and get world. Like we can just get the dino land done. What we didn't get in the morning, we got done just as fast as we would have done it in the morning if it had all been up. And I think, by getting those three done just as fast as in the morning, it was a better trade to do it then rather than in the morning and give up some of our Magic right. Kingdom 12. Yeah, it looks like, exactly. looks like you're done in like 25 minutes or so, thereabouts. Yeah. From 
your first tap in. So you move on to the Kali after you're through a Dino World. I mean, Dino Land. Right. Because we pulled an Expedition Everest Fast Pass that wasn't open yet. And so this is why we said, okay, let's go to Kali and try to use our Fast Pass that we had had earlier. And they let us do that. And that gave us enough time to wait for our Everest Fast Pass to open. Right. Okay. No ponchos. No ponchos. We were already soaked with sweat. It didn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you had your Everest Fast Pass. Any, did you were you able to take any look at single rider to see how it looked just to see if it would have been any better at all? I don't remember looking. Okay. Did you look? Mm, I remember we went into the fast pass line and we realized it it wasn't long. And so it, I don't think it really mattered because yeah. we walked on very quickly onto Everest. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then so we have last, we have Kilimanjaro Safari, which is always a crapshoot as to how long it could actually be. Yeah. yeah. And. Well, so the fast pass we couldn't get. So we actually had to wait there. It was kind of crummy. 18 minutes it took us. Yeah, we had to wait 18 minutes. Yeah. To, to get, well, 18 minutes for the actual wait time is not terrible for that ride by any means. Yeah, it felt like an hour. Yeah. yeah. If we had pulled a fast pass, because, I mean, I, what we were worried about right then is we wanted to get done and back to Magic Kingdom pre-fireworks. And so that's why every minute at Safaris right, matter. Yeah. It was a big deal. So this is, what time is this at this point? It's 8 o'clock? Yeah. 8.18 is when we take our picture for Safari, and fireworks are going to be at 9.15. Our Safari was nice and short. The guy did not want to be there, I don't think, anymore. (laughs) He talked quickly. He skipped the elephants. I mean, it was dusk. And I I will point out that the reason we didn't do Safari earlier, because other people went the other way around the park, is that, Sunset, everybody wanted to do the safaris, and it had a super low, long wait time. By waiting till then, they cut out part of the route. I mean, it was it was one of the fastest safaris I've been on, so I was yeah. very happy. I, I should have probably cast complimented the driver for <laughs> how fast not talking about the so Thanks for helping us out. You didn't even know what you did. <laughs> yeah. uh, the weird thing was, though, it seemed like they had some kind of slowdown before because the line was very slow until we got near the end. And then it seemed like they were like loading vehicles one right after the other very quickly. But there must have been some kind of hang-up for a few minutes because the line just wasn't moving. And then you would see a FastPass person trickle by. That was the other thing. It was like nobody in the FastPass line either. So I don't know why we couldn't get one to pull. But maybe they just don't release them too, too late. I don't know. But anyway. So you're leaving Animal Kingdom. Looks like uh, just inside an hour and a half in this case. Yeah. Finish that. Yeah. Okay. Back over to Magic Kingdom. And what's your thought once you get back into Magic Kingdom? So we had pulled a Speedway, a Tomorrowland Speedway Pass. We wanted to get in pre-fireworks and try to get some stuff done on that low crowd during the fireworks. Like Astro Orbiter was on my mind. While we were driving over, I pulled a Space Mountain Fast Pass. So going in, I was like, ooh, maybe we can get Astro, get Space, get Tomorrowland Speedway. I was concerned about Speedway because, you know, you don't want to wait. We didn't know how long it was going to take. And even the, like, threat of rain yeah. could shut that down. Um, so I wanted that off the plate. That was one of the, the final heartburns in my mind. Um, and as we're driving over, I pull a Space Mountain Fast Pass, and then Space Mountain goes down for the second time that day because it was down in the morning when we were right. there. And it, was, it went down, so that converted. So I then pulled another Speedway Fast Pass. I'm looking at the spreadsheet that Marty King put together. He didn't catch all of our Magic Kingdom Fast Passes, it doesn't look like. So uh, we get there. We had a Fast Pass for Speedway at that point. 
And so our goal was let's go in, get past the fireworks crowd and head to Tomorrowland and get Speedway out of the way. And Astro Orbiter was down as we were driving over, but I was hoping that maybe it would come up as we got there and we could knock that out because Astro is such a long wait time and you want to get rid of that. Uh, yeah. I want to point out right quick, cause I was just looking at it. There are only three teams, by the way, after all this that actually beats you back to magic kingdom, even considering that you were having to clear uh, animal kingdom, essentially later than most everybody, except for a couple. But you actually, you're, there's only three teams that make it back there ahead of you. And, of course, you've already done a lot. So you guys got to be feeling really good right about now. I was feeling good. I would have said at that moment in my head, I would have liked to have been 30 minutes earlier, but I wasn't going to complain about it. Right. right. <laughs> we knew we still had a shot. That was the thing. We knew that we were within the realm of possibility of pulling it off. Yeah, I mean, we were at like four rides an hour is what we needed to pull off. Right. The, the worst thing at that point was, is Space Mountain going to come back up at all? That was the one thing I kept thinking was, it's getting late. Are they even going to bother opening it back up tonight? Was there at any point when you were there earlier, did it seem feasible or just it was, I mean, I imagine by the time you got to where it was, it was already a pretty long wait. It was yeah. down. In the morning, it was down all morning. And all so morning? We, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I must have missed that. Yeah, it was down. It it went down um, like Nathan Fire Sheets. They wrote, he wrote drop and uh, Astro Orbiter, and then he was thinking maybe I could fit space in, but it it was already down by the time yeah. he finished Astro Orbiter. So, but but we had our break here. We walk in, we're going to Tomorrowland, and I was like, Adam, let's sort of swing where we can look at Astro Orbiter. And I saw there was a few people waiting. It was still showing down in the app, but the cast member was walking in, getting ready to open the elevator. And I was like, let's get in line, get in line, get in line. And we were on the second elevator up after Astro Orbiter reopened. Nice. And we missed it by literally one person in front of us got there and they cut off the line where we were. So we we almost made it on the first elevator. And I want to point out, you can look in the picture. Adam and I squeezed into (laughs) one rocket. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? <laughs> Just two dudes sharing a rocket. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, yeah. there's, there's, that's, that goes down a totally different uh, avenue right there. But the, <laughs> I mean, honestly, um, I was just thinking for the photo, it would be so much easier. And then that we never really thought about it, actually, until we tried to squeeze in that rocket. And it was like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, there, this time we probably won't. You can tell that ride was made a long, long time ago. <laughs> it's very true. Okay. Um, all right. So you got Speedway after that. What was your thought? Why? Why? Why Speedway next? Uh, it's low low crowds. We had a fast pass, um, and rain would kill that one. I mean, Speedway has been the death of a lot of people on yeah, this and challenge. It, rain and so, it had rained, you know, while we were at Epcot, but it clearly rained at Magic Kingdom because everything was wet. So. Yeah, so we were like, let's just get that out of the way. I would feel better once Speedway's right. out of the way. It's a bit of a longer ride. And my hope was that we could get Speedway done and still get one more before the post-fireworks rush. And that one more was going to be Haunted Mansion. And we got off Speedway, and we made our way that way. And we should have probably turned back earlier than we did, but yeah. we were too late. We had that Winnie the Pooh fast pass, and we, we, we were too late for Haunted Mansion and went back and did our Winnie the Pooh fast pass. 
I mean, that post fireworks crowd is real. Yeah. yeah the rush uh, back. Cause by the time we were getting towards seven Dwarfs mine train, walking towards Haunted Mansion, it was getting hard to get through the crowd at that point. And so we should have realized like it's, it's getting too heavy. Everyone's already rushed back by that point on the Liberty square side. And so Haunted Mansion was the line was, you know, to almost the riverboat trying to get into Haunted Man back into Haunted Mansion. So by the time we got over there, it was way too late. I got to ask this then, based on what you're telling me, there's a couple instances where the crisscrossing or maybe going back. Do you think that may, I mean, that would have maybe saved you enough time in the overall to complete. Did you think anything about that at all? So this is where you get a little it can get a little hairy saying if we save five minutes here, if we save three minutes here, well, that save that changes everything, right. right? Say we've got to haunted mansion in time. Well, then every decision after that would have been different. Right. And it turns out that we found out haunted mansion had been breaking down all night. And maybe, maybe if we did that, there is a, you know, it's just, there's so many places where, saving five minutes you actually end up losing it later because of a thing that you didn't hit because you went to something else first like it's so hard to just say five minutes saved is five minutes saved especially at that that sort of like yeah. rush of magic kingdom too many variables okay so um we got the winnie the pooh out of the way as is dumbo a fast pass did yeah. you say or no yeah we did and a fast pass for fast. dumbo okay. we were just trying to get Get, we were just going with the fast passes. It's post fireworks rush, right. kitty ride gauntlet. Let's get the easy stuff out of the way. Okay. And Dumbo was the longest fast pass I think we had all night. It, it was really slow, that line. And it was when you were exiting Dumbo that you got paid a visit by a visitor. Yeah, Kent, was, Kent started tracking us at that yeah. point. I think people started tracking us. So we started getting a lot more follows. This is whenever... People realized we yeah. actually had a shot, um, yeah. and yep. they were tuning in. We were, we were picking up followers really all throughout the day, especially when it got closer. You know, they got to looking and saying, "Well, this team may have a shot." You know, right. and they started following a little closer. Yep, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. So I see after Dumbo, Mermaid. Oh, okay, it is Mermaid. Okay, I was looking. At yeah. Make sure you got that one out of the way, and that broke down so. too. Yeah, we, that, that's a very important ride, uh, the Mermaid. Uh, yeah, I was really concerned up until that point that we weren't going to get Mermaid. Um, turns out we didn't time it quite perfectly. We actually got stuck yeah. for a little while. Uh, the, the Sea Witch uh, paid us a visit, and we actually even had a cast member go past us a few times to do something, and we were worried we were going to get evac'd. But yeah, honestly, yeah, I thought that was going to happen. It was, we hadn't even gone under the sea yet at that point. We had just gotten past the first part where you're about to go down. And yeah, somebody kept walking by a couple of different times. And finally we started moving. So it, it was only like five minutes at least though, probably. So, you know, again, five minutes. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like if we, yeah. you know, we just, you never know when. But those extra five minutes gave Space Mountain time to come back up. This is true. Right. So, I mean, it's all, yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah, it's just weird how it all works out here. I mean, it's very, like, it was a very dramatic ending. I'll put it that way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I see your next choice is Buzz. Now that's a significant fast walk back to get there, I imagine. 
Yeah, we use a fast pass for that. Um, so our thought here is space had come back up. And so here's a decision point that I think some people may or may not agree with. Um, looking back, I had the, both ideas in my mind. And so the idea here is space comes back up. You know everybody who had those fast passes are going to rush back to the fast pass line, and that fast pass line is going to be long. So if you wait, space is going to be a lot shorter in the fast pass line a little bit later. But my concern was, is I had seen in the morning it went down. I had seen in the evening it went down. So my thought was, let's get back over there and let's ride space. So we used our Buzz Fast Pass to just give a few people a little bit of time to get through the Fast Pass line and then went to space. But the Fast Pass line was super long. And like Adam said, um, about as we were about to get on the ride, it stopped like the guy was pressing the button and it wasn't moving. And then I think he was thinking like, am I going to have to shut the ride down? And then it started working again. Yeah. It's kind of like the Millennium Falcon and Empire Strikes Back where Han pushes the button and it's like, and he hits it and it comes back up. That's pretty much Space Mountain these days. I thought you were going to do the whole Lando line. It's not my fault. Yeah, well, they told me they fixed it. That's right. <laughs> well, you could apply that one to the same, you know, uh, same thing. Basically. Anyway, it's, it's a bucket of bolts. So you actually, I thought, yeah, looking at this, I thought y'all made decent time at space. I was a little bit concerned that you might not at this point, but uh, you made good time at space, it seemed. Yeah, it felt like a long fast pass line, but yeah. it was moving. Um, so I think it was still the right call for one, because we'd have to come all the way back again, the walking time to get back over to space later. I mean, the alternative would have been to head over and do Small World, on a Mansion, teacups, that kind of thing, like go ahead and get those out of the way um, rather than do buzz space. I still, I like, I'm going to stand by the decision. Yeah. Buzz space right. would do it. Oh, like I say, when it was all said and done, I mean, it, this is where it started getting a little hairy. I got to looking at the, what I had information wise, you know, like Kent goes over there and shows video of the line and you're like, it's looking like, ugh, I don't know, this space could be pretty long. You know, this, this weight right. here could be pretty long. And when it was all said and done, when I saw your guys' times, like your timestamps, and I was like, they got through it a lot better than I originally thought you were going to. Oh, did he go video the Space Mountain line? Yeah, he I did. Didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. You could probably go back and find it. Right. Matter of fact, he did something like he showed both the Fast Pass line and that line. He kind of looked back at himself and had this look, you know, like, eh, I don't know. You know, kind of like that, but one of those deals. Right. So, yeah. They were running the fast pass people to the right when you got to the end and the standby people to the left. So the standby had a much longer line and it, the fast pass had the whole right side to itself. Yeah. Right. right. All right. Oh. So from here we have teacups is next. Yeah, we have an hour. And so we do teacups, basically a good walk on. We catch it at a good part of the cycle. At this point we start getting messages that people think we're going to complete I feel like it's going to be close. Yeah. If everything runs perfectly, everything is a-okay. Right. I mean, it's, you know, 11-11. We just have Small World, Haunted Mansion, Carousel, and we have to get in line for Mind Train. So we get off teacups, and the the thought there is we if we, we go past Carousel, and if Carousel is at the perfect spot in the load cycle, we take it. That is... Right. They're already loading people. They're about to let the last people through. We get on, get on a horse. They run it, and then we get off. Right. But the carousel was still running yeah. as we walked past, so we just blow past it. Yeah. It was still moving. Yeah. 
I think it was just after you completed space. I mean, I know you, I don't know if you were on teacups yet. It might've been, but I, you know, I almost, almost like it crossed my mind. I almost had like to say something like, I think you guys got this, but I, I reconsidered though. Cause I was like, you know, I better not because that could be a bad omen to do so. So I, I refrained. Some other people did message us that and it yeah. turned out to not work out. Right. But yeah, I mean like, the next ride is small world and you know, small world is I think listed in our book, like 12 minutes or something. Kent timed it as 14 and a half minutes when we wrote it. I mean, the jets were not running at full power. We were going so slow in small world. I started to paddle. I wanted to try and get paddle um, through. Well, I mean, I looked at your ride time though, or the, whatever it was Kent posted, and he acted like that was really long. I when I look back at the average ride, I mean it's pretty average, really. I mean I I don't know what they were what he experienced. Yeah, we were going slow. We, it should have been two minutes shorter. Yeah, I just don't know what they were. He was expecting. Let's just put it that way. I mean, I, the time was within range. Is all I'm getting at. So yeah, I've been on it faster. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, everybody faster. wants faster when they're doing this. We had a Haunted Mansion Fast Pass after that, which didn't matter. I mean, Kent walked on, stand by with us, and he was right there. Yeah, um, the Fast Pass wasn't, yeah, there was nobody. It was an empty, we went into the stretching room. We were, you know, it wasn't empty, but it wasn't full by any stretch of the imagination. The moment we get out of the stretching room for Haunted Mansion, the crowd is just like jammed yeah. in there. Probably um, because of the stops. Down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it had been, we heard from others that had been breaking down earlier, which is like, as we're going to see, Haunted Mansion breaks down on us for several minutes. But had we done it earlier in the night, we would have probably gotten the same breakdowns. Probably. You know? More than likely. Uh, so we get on Haunted Mansion, and if Haunted Mansion runs perfectly, we would have, I think, about seven minutes left until we could get in the Seven Doors Mine Train live, and Carousel takes two. So we would have had plenty of time. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, didn't you just miss the the rope at Mind Train? Yeah, by two minutes. Yeah, by how much was it? Two minutes? Two minutes. We got off off Haunted Mansion. Um, We pull up. Carousel is already unloading from its previous uh, run, and it's loading people. And if they they had run it the moment we got on, we would have probably made the Mind Train line by like 30 seconds. But they let it be the last one of the night, and they loaded people all the way up till midnight. Mm -hmm. And so it started at midnight. It ended at twelve oh two. We got off, and we were at the mine train ten seconds later. And it they had closed the rope two minutes earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, so if we had just gotten one carousel cycle earlier, yep, we would have gotten mine train. So, and I think you know, like like Jason was saying, they they literally people were coming on to the carousel from the exits. They were literally just letting anybody who could get on from anywhere because it's gonna be the last ride. Right, so they were just like, "Hey, it's the last ride. If you want to ride, get on." And so people were coming through the exits to get on the carousel, and so they well, just held it. Overall, I doubt it would have made a difference. I mean, I really do. But well, we snapped our photo at eleven fifty-seven, and so if they had run it then, we would have been off at eleven fifty-nine and on mine right. And we could have possibly, Maybe. yeah, it still was theoretically possible, but we just knew they, you know, they were holding. So they weren't going to run it. So, yeah, it was, like I said, it was very entertaining. I got to be honest. That was more entertaining than anything I've seen on television. So even, and I wasn't really, I was just following along. I think a lot of yeah. people felt the same way. 
people should go. I mean, we sat at Haunted Mansion for five minutes at least with it stopped and then it started again and then it stopped again and then it started and it stopped. And then we were sitting there and we were chatting online. We were direct messaging with people. Um, Thurl was singing to me. Uh, (laughs) You can go back and look at our TWTM podcast uh, Twitter feed to see our on-ride picture, our first Haunted Mansion on-ride picture. And (laughs) I was on my phone just annoyed and Adam just had this look of just like, Disgust. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, we on too because it was going to be our first time. He's like, "What cool picture am I going to do?" You know, right. we're going to finish, and then we just like we stopped right before the picture part for right. five minutes. So by the time we started, we were just so defeated. Yeah, yeah. That is like I didn't even think about the picture at that point. Afterwards, honestly, we didn't even think about it until we were halfway back home the next day driving, and I was like. Did that haunted mansion photo show up in our photo pass? And we looked at it, and it was hilarious to yeah. look at. I bet. Uh, so we tweeted that Open immediately story. because, yeah, yeah, I was it, like, I didn't even think about the picture at that point. Yeah, it really did tell the story. It was, it yeah, was, it was pictures say a thousand words. They say. So we said on everywhere else, if you missed five minutes, you can't know if that haunted mansion hadn't have broken down, we would have finished in my mind. Oh yeah, we would have been on. A, carousel and it would have been done it would have we would have been we wouldn't have needed to run to mind train we would have been on and assuming mind train didn't go down we would have been fine well the way it all played out i would go so far as to say if there's just one less stop you make it yeah so yeah but i mean i'm very very proud that we got to 46 that we missed it by two minutes that it was i am glad it was entertaining i don't think the disappointment set in for a couple of days because i mean it was uh, it was a very supportive crew. Every team we waited outside of Mind Train. Every team came out, and gave us a round of applause, and congratulated us. And we, I, I really thought the teams that ran were class acts. I really liked meeting them. Yeah, great so point. I was I was happy. I was happy, and also you know disappointed. I think I'm most disappointed that you know I feel like that in order to complete this challenge, it's a lot of strategy, but there's a bit of luck that needs to go your way. Oh yeah, we had the luck we needed that day to have a completion on the table at the end, and to be that close and miss that completion. You know that the next time you might not get that luck. It might not be the next time we get it. It might we might have to run several times before we get that. Yeah, that was the real disappointment for me was thinking about how much effort went into the sixteen hours and fifty eight minutes before that, or well, I guess the seventeen hours and two minutes that went into it that you have to go through all over again just to get back to the same position, you know, man, it's, it's, it hurts a lot, (laughs) but it's also kind of like, you know what, we've been this close before and there's certain things you learn every time you do it that you're like, we won't make that mistake again. Definitely won't make this mistake again. So there's certain things that I think, the other thing was doing this for the second time, we felt way more confident in decisions that we made during the day. Like we felt better than we did the first time because the first time we were kind of trying to figure out what we were doing and how to do things. And we were a little cautious, uh, too cautious the first time. This time we felt more comfortable making risky decisions or things like that. And and making those trade-offs in our head. I mean, we had seen how it felt. I mean, we knew we knew what to expect on like the ending Magic Kingdom rush. We right. knew a little bit what to expect on 
how Hollywood Studios plays out. And we just sort of had a little bit of experience that I felt like I could make trade-offs in my mind. Whereas in March, we were thinking a lot more like day guests that were trying this challenge right. because that's all we'd ever been before. We're just regular day guests that were with our families. And so we, we valued things differently than you need to for this challenge. Everything is like, if I'm going to, you know, a 10 minute standby time doesn't sound like a lot, but it does if you're, if you think you can get a walk on later, but that doesn't matter, but it's actually a wash if it's going to take you 10 right. minutes to walk back over there. Like you got to think yeah. how much am I going to pay to come back? How much is it going to cost me now? Am I going to get it any better? And is this the best thing to spend my time on? Like you, you just say, okay, if these wait times are going to get better for these, I'll get a better chance later. Then you don't make that choice. You got to think about all those things on the fly. Right. Yep. It's, it's definitely, it's a lot of strategy, a lot of changing of strategy once you get there from the looks of things and things you can't plan for on the actual day of. I couldn't help but think about the, how you know we're all from georgia you guys are particularly from the atlanta area in general and how the fashion in which you came up short actually parallels like every <laughs> georgia sports team whether professional okay. or <laughs> college right that's yeah. you know yeah. they if you're now, if, I'll, point out, I'll point out uh, uh poster story nathan's also Georgia guy, and he, he, he was second best. He he came up just a little short on that day. All right, he came up, yeah, not near in that same fashion though. I'm just thinking like the you know, if you're a, a Braves fan, especially, I mean, it's kind of like you you get there to the very end, and then you lose in heartbreak, and you thinking just like Adam was just saying a minute ago, you have to do this all over again to get to this point. One thing I've consoled myself with is we're in a I would say a good group of people who yeah. have come up one short. I mean, the, the parkeology guys yeah, yeah. came up one short their first time. You know, Christina, who was on this podcast, came up short her first time. We've had, you know, I've seen Kenny and Jeff and some of these other guys have come up heartbreakingly short over really silly things of just one ride. And so, I mean, a lot of the people who have come up one short have come back to finish. Um, not everybody, but I'm just saying it's there's a lot there's a lot of history here that one short doesn't does not mean that you're always one short. And it's, I think a little bit of this is you learn from every run, win or lose, and you got to take the breaks and you got to own the mistakes. Um, we had some mistakes, but you can't just dwell on those. I mean, think back to the good breaks, main street vehicles, pre rope drop 20 minute or less toy story, midway mania wait time, which got us out of Hollywood yeah. studios in two hours. Right. We were able to pull a frozen fast pass same day. Not everybody got that. A lot of people had to stand by frozen, which cost them a lot of time, right? We were able to work that Kali magic so that we had that sort of fast pass that we were able to float whenever. And we had a space mountain fast pass that we were able to float. If we hadn't had that, we were not going to be able to pull a fast pass later. We were going to have to sit in that 70 minute standby line. So having that multi-experience space fast pass kept us in the game, even right. though we had to wait in a long fast pass line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys were the only ones late that had a chance for completion. So that was fun having that come down to the wire like that. As you know, you look across the board, a lot of teams that did well, you know, Preston, I believe, was the one that was a trio, right? Yeah. I yeah. think. Or was they were Easton? a trio, yeah. Preston. Yeah. And they got 41. That's pretty good. Yeah. And that was a very um, unconventional strategy. I, I, 
I think we're going to have to do a, another one breaking down some of these rides because they did a lot more hops than everybody else. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, they had to do one hop I see here to get Star Tours in. I'm pretty sure that cost a lot of time. Yeah, well, they were going to do Tower of Terror as well, which they weren't able to get in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they missed that one, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, I see they didn't get that complete. So. Yeah, so... But having to do that extra hop there still, though, that's a, that's a killer. I like running on days where a lot of other people run like this because park hopping WDW did a strategy that we thought about doing, yeah. and they did a really good job. I really liked meeting them. We saw them the next day and broke down some of the things. I mean, the thing that killed them was their Hollywood. They didn't have the fast passes we did, so it took them a little bit longer. And they also, you know, had to stand by some things. But, I mean, it was a, they had a solid strategy. I mean, they had the same Hollywood we did. They might have been there at the end, too. I think they might have been able to finish. You look at uh, Nathan, Coaster Story, who did the triple rope drop. And he got a little bogged down at Magic Kingdom at the end. But two, three hours before the end, he was still mathematically in the game. Um, You know, the strategies we considered... I think mathematically we're in the game the whole way. It's just yeah. the, whether the brakes went your way a little bit or not. Yeah. It, it seems like, you know, yeah, you got, like you said, one of your biggest breaks was that toy story midway mania, the way you caught it. Um, so it saved you a good bit of time there. The fact that you were able to get in as many as you did early at magic kingdom made a, a pretty significant difference. I think it uh, did. I mean, I knew we were going to lead in ride count midday because we did that. And I thought everybody else was going to catch up. Um, I think other people must have gotten bogged down at other other parks because we were in lead of ride count the whole day, um, which surprised me, which told me we were doing really well. Um, so I was happy about that, that um, we did that. I think uh, we, we had this sort of discussion on chat. I think the biggest thing I would have done differently is I would have ridden Seven Doors Mine Train at the end of the night. That's the Instead of carousel, you mean? Really? Oh. <laughs> No, 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 no. Just make it on that ride. Then we'd have been finished. That's my biggest regret is that we didn't ride that at the end of the night. Oh, gotcha. You know, we had also talked about, we actually had no intention of doing this though, but it was a cool idea of rope dropping Magic Kingdom the next morning and riding Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But I didn't wake up until like 9.30. (laughs) So that was a rope drop. (laughs) Yeah. But it would have been a cool thing if we had done that, but we just didn't have the motivation to do it, I guess. Yeah. What's so fun about seeing a day like this, too, is like you were just mentioning, a lot of different ways to approach it. And in each of those, several of those ways, there was still a possibility to complete. There was no one strategy that was the definite, this is the right one. You know what I mean? So. When, when When we rush the kingdom at the end of the night, as they might say, get back to Magic Kingdom, I believe that park hopping, Nathan, and us all had a chance to finish at that point. Oh, no doubt. If if Preston had been able to pull out Tower of Terror, they would have probably been in the game as well. I mean, there was mathematically possible several teams. I think that, I, I mean, I haven't studied park hopping and Nathan's Magic Kingdom uh, yet to see where maybe they got bogged down or what, what happened. But, I mean... It was an exciting night. We were following along with the rest of the teams, too, as we were going. That was a lot of fun. Um, the community is fantastic. I mean, I love uh, how much everybody supports each other. I also really appreciate 
all of you that ran that day and came in and knew who we were. That was kind of cool that you listened to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Please keep listening. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. We're going to keep talking about it. You know, if you run, let us know. We'd love to talk to you. But that was really cool. I guess have have some fans and also have people that know who we were. I mean, that was the biggest difference from last time. The la- in March, we were unknowns, never showed up before. People didn't know. And, you know, a lot of people run this challenge one time and sort of do okay or aren't really like serious contenders. They're just doing it. They're trying it. Um, I think the first time we showed ourselves is we were serious. We planned. Um, and so this time, people in the community knew who we were and we, we had some friends. That was really cool. Yeah. Well, you can also say this, both days that you've run or so far had the most rides both days, both times, both attempts. Officially, yes. I mean, Kent was practicing. Yeah, Kent practiced on our first day and ran, rode more rides than us, but he didn't register. So it was a practice right. yeah, day. That's not yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking was one thing we can say is that we rode more rides than anybody else at Disney World that day. Yeah. <laughs> if that's a surprise. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, you can. And you can say if there was any, I know for a fact you've all ridden Mine Train before. So if there was any on the list that you had not done before, you've definitely completed them now. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was cool. We were not as tired the next day as we were the first time either, even though we walked three more miles. I think not, I think the preferred parking helped with that. We stayed way more hydrated. I know people will ask, we did two bathroom breaks. Um, I told you the first one riverboat we also did one post tower of terror so our last bathroom break much to adam chagrin um was at uh about 2 p.m so we went from 2 p.m to midnight actually later than that without going at all well i mean considering how much you were uh sweating out i'm surprised you really had to go much more yeah no i it was definitely something i had to suppress for the last like <laughs> six hours it felt like okay so, uh okay there was just no stop there was no time to stop so so yeah. we're gonna say about that yeah the next episode is going to be sponsored by depends <laughs> <laughs> just saying yeah so might be something to it. i think that pretty much wraps this episode up unless you guys got anything else you want to add to it uh no i just I wish there was another good date to run. I'm hoping they'll extend some July hours. I'm hoping, John, that you run on September 11th. That is an interesting looking day, and we got to figure out if we can figure out how to rope drop Galaxy's Edge properly by then. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just so happens that they came up with good hours, and I was already going to be there. But it's about an 18 and a half hour day, I think, right? What is it? It's it's a 6 a.m. start, and then midnight is going to be the, the okay. close. At okay, Magic so 18 Kingdom. hour day, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and, and it has some interesting, like, lots of things opening at 7 and lots of things open late. I mean, it was, it's an interesting looking day. Mm-hmm. I'm also, I'm eyeing September yeah. 4th as a possibility for myself. I'm really hoping I can get a, you know, a time opening up between, you know, before Galaxy's Edge because I would like to do a yeah. pre one and, and complete I'm hoping that they do some some hour extensions for July because basically there is not really a time in July that Magic Kingdom's open past like 10 right. or 11 p.m. Like 
Yeah. I am so surprised that July does not have later hours than it does right now. Yeah. They must be anticipating low crowds and they're just not going to do it. Well, uh, I think one guy, I think uh, Jeff on Twitter was saying that he thinks that they're going to do July hour extensions on the 14th. Yeah, this coming Friday. Then, yeah. yeah, you would think they would all be coming right around the same time because I know f- that the date where they're supposed to drop the 2020 uh, dates is going to be June 18th. So you think somewhere around the middle of the month, they're probably thinking about those types of things as well. And we will definitely report on that as soon as it comes out on this show. So stay tuned. This it help you enjoy this uh, special long edition of Traveling with the Mouse. As always, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, where we hope to be posting a few more uh, retro photos in the coming weeks. That is at that, those are all at TWTM Podcasts. Also, you can go to our Spreadshirt store and shop our merchandise there. We have Traveling with the Mouse merchandise available. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash TWTM Podcast. You can also find links to everything on our website, travelingwiththemouse.com, and our email address, podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. So for Adam, Jason, and myself, this has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you will join us on our next trip. The rafts are arrived.